Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to a special edition of our uh, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It is actually Wednesday uh, evening, 8 p.m., live from London, Ontario. Hopefully you're watching either on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Uh, we are live on Wednesday for a special reason. We have a special guest that we're waiting for him to uh, actually click on his link to uh, join us, but he just actually finished a podcast with uh, uh, Big Ben Ortman's on uh, Twitch. They were doing uh, some video watching and talking about some stuff uh, coming up and just basic chit-chat. And our guest is uh, Pretty Ricky Wildy. He uh, was part of our Indie March Madness tournament uh, last month and uh, provided us some very entertaining uh, videos uh, hyping up the uh, tournament and his matchups. Uh, especially against Shiloh. Uh, so definitely uh, somebody that is very entertaining and is uh, from Ontario. We're going to catch up with him. I think he has a couple things he wants to uh, promote. And, of course, it's always nice to uh, talk to uh, local talent and find out how they're doing during this pandemic. But uh, while we wait for that, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You'll also be able to get this on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. And we are part of the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network and the Genres Podcasting Network over in the UK. And, of course, we are sponsored by our lovely friends over at CoolBet. And want to just remember to stay cool and bet responsibly. They uh, help us with the uh, podcast uh and also all their shows, but of course, especially the uh, Predictions League, where we've already done WrestleMania and Impact Rebellion, and a couple more events are coming up, so keep an eye on things as we go along. But while we wait for uh, Pretty Ricky to uh, show up, and he just clicked in, I'm going to bring in uh, Stephen O'Neill. We haven't seen Stephen for a little bit. How are you, Stephen? You're in Toronto. Good. Uh, yeah, it's been, I don't know, a few weeks. Had some personal stuff, and then life is getting interesting. Yeah, understandable. Uh, so maybe uh, we'll get your uh, thoughts on uh, uh, everything with WrestleMania, the uh, Hall of Fame, and um, also the releases. Uh, we didn't uh, really get your opinions on that uh, throughout the time. But we also do have Ricky. He has taken down his picture. Oh, there he is. Uh, we're going to bring in right now Bradford's own, the big smooch, pretty Ricky Wildy. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. How are you guys today? Oh, just lovely in the T-Dot. Yeah, and London seems to be uh, good. Uh, really good weather, uh, but it looks like it's going to rain. So uh, yourself and Brantford? Oh, just fantastic. One of the most beautiful days. Just living in God's country here in Brantford, Ontario. Yeah, I just uh, saw you were uh, with uh, Big Ben uh, Ortman's uh, and on Twitch over there watching some videos. So, uh, yeah, hopefully your uh, voice is going to hold up and you just seems oh, to be a long me. day of podcasting. I've had six or seven coffees in the last 40 minutes, so I am wired and ready to roll. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you were part of our uh, Indie uh, March Madness uh, tournament. Um, and gave us some really good uh, promos, especially with uh, Shiloh. 
Uh, so I want to thank you for uh, that. But how do you come up with uh, some of your uh, ideas? Well, you know, it's all led through whoever I'm facing. Uh, that's the uh, the biggest problem through the pandemic is you, know, you can't run these things off of nothing. It's it's all based off of what other people are. So going against Shiloh, there's a fair amount of character to draw from. You know what I mean? So I'm able to expose the the flaws within her presentation and represent it uh, in my own way. It's uh, it's a little more difficult. I I had a lot of fun with the uh, the March Madness promo contest quite frankly i uh a little disappointed i didn't win good for scumbag yates but i uh, i have let the air out of his tires multiple times to try and get back at him <laughs> yeah uh you guys uh came out in full force uh, i know up until uh this year we had just only 32 in the tournament and decided to open it up to 64 taking all of ontario and people were uh, putting in their ideas and to see that uh, aside from uh the golden horseshoe basically uh come alive and uh support this was really uh cool yeah it was one of the more entertaining things throughout the pandemic quite frankly as far as ontario is concerned so good yeah. on you gentlemen thank you very much uh we always want to stay in touch with everybody like uh i can only imagine what it's been like for you guys not being able to uh perform and be in front of fans and seeing everything in the united states like AEW and wde and even ufc the other day with full capacities and or even people in there and here in ontario we can't yeah i was uh, i was making this point on an earlier show but the the same idea that like you know it doesn't hurt as much when it was the start of the pandemic and everyone was down and no one could do anything but now you see arenas full of twenty thousand, twenty five thousand people and it's like you're you're telling me we can't have we can't have 15 in a building that that seems crazy uh so it, it's just it's hard to get your head around uh, and it's hard to accept when it's when it's the difference like that, right? Yeah, and barely even fifty if you go outside, and yeah, we're only yeah. starting to get good weather to be able to even consider uh, maybe setting up a ring in a parking lot. Yeah, and again, if there was like mass casualties from those situations, then obviously we w we wouldn't continue it. But that doesn't seem to be the trend. So, so I don't know, kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess just more getting uh, getting anxious, still sitting in the stable, ready to ready to break out and let's do this thing, you know? Yeah, understandable. Are you, uh, have you got a COVID-19 vaccine yet? Uh, I haven't got a vaccine yet. I've been drinking a lot of Listerine though, and it seems to be helping. Well, it does help. It, it, it does. Are you just like some of the celebrities out there right now? Would you put out a video telling your fans to get a COVID-19 shot? I mean, I have nothing wrong with getting the uh, the vaccine. I just feel like of all the people that you should be listening to for your uh, your medical advice, I am not the guy. Uh, I think even uh, style points, you, you really shouldn't be asking me. So if there are people out there that are waiting for their local Ontario independent professional wrestling talent to give them advice on how to take care of themselves, you should really look at a different uh, manner of, of putting together a, a healthy lifestyle. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, t take the things that you're supposed to. If you got an infection, take penicillin. Take care of yourself. Uh, but good God, don't listen to me for health advice. I'm just saying, you know how all the celebrities are putting those out right now? And we know how some wrestling fans can be a little crazed. So, yeah, that's fair. Has Vin Diesel put out a, a vaccine verification yet? I haven't I seen that I've one. Seen I've that. seen a whole bunch of the other ones, though. I haven't seen any of them. Are any of them funny? Like, do any of them flex when they're getting the vaccine so they start bleeding and no. like that? That's the See, problem. They're not funny. Someone taking advantage of that opportunity, that platform. 
Yeah, it's just so mundane and to the point, and it's like, okay, don't preach. But, yeah, yeah it's uh, as you said, it's basically take care of yourself and take care of those around you and what do what you need to do for uh, stuff to get going again. And I, I honestly don't see it, unfortunately, clearing up and getting back to normal until uh, it's readily available like a flu shot to people uh, where then we can go, okay, carry on with life. Uh, yeah. what, how long do you think uh, we're going to have to still wait? Well, again, like everything, everything that makes sense is uh, we've we've done our part. We've we've sacrificed what we needed to sacrifice. Uh, and it seems like there are a lot of people opening up. So the fact that we're not, it tells me that I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a I'm not a political organizer. I'm not a virologist well enough to tell you how it's spreading in Ontario and uh, how fast they can get vaccines to everyone, because that does seem to be the the impingement there. Once there's a vaccine for everybody who wants one, we're kind of done with all this. But uh, well, I don't know. I it's like everything else. I guess I'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So we're gonna change topics. So I know 83 weeks is one of your favorite podcasts. That's what true. made you pick uh, 83 weeks? What about that one? Eric Bischoff just delineates points like it's uh, it's an argumentative essay from university. And I love the idea that they're picking apart wrestling in that manner because when he's doing it for business, it's one thing. And I, I still do appreciate it, but it's a little over my head. When he's doing it for wrestling storylines uh, and the intricacies of being able to work with different talents, I think it's the most fascinating thing in the world. Like I'll give a cheap plug here. I'm currently reading the Nitro book by Guy Evans and it's it's legitimately a textbook. Like I've read smaller books in university. It's uh, in incredibly thorough and just to, to have that kind of detail usually when you're getting a wrestling podcast or a wrestling biography it's so surface level and just kind of skimming on it where 83 weeks really delves into the uh the meat and potatoes yeah and i think uh eric has said a bunch of times that uh, that book that you're reading uh with guy evans nitro is more in depth than he even uh, knew because yeah uh, guy ended up talking to people who were uh, in the know and contact. I love uh, listening to 83 Weeks, uh, Grilling JR, and also uh, uh, What Happened When, or not What Happened When. Uh, something to wrestle with. Something to wrestle with. Because yeah. of those exact facts, because you're getting to deal, dig in behind the scenes. And I nearly pissed myself the first uh, couple <laughs> episodes of uh, 83 Weeks with uh, Conrad and Eric trying to get to know each other and the for big sure. argument of daylight and nighttime for the invasion of PX and how Eric nearly and Conrad nearly had a coronary and lost his mind over that little thing. So that kept me uh, listening all these uh, hundred and some odd episodes later. So yeah, really good pick on that one. Uh, you uh, have your own podcast. Yes, I got a podcast, the uh, the Blackballed podcast. After being shunned from Ontario Indie Wrestling at the start of the pandemic, we uh, we had to try and make our name back and make ourselves well-known. And more or less, it's just a good excuse to talk to my buddy because uh, I've been giving the advice now. If you want to be a pro wrestler in 2020, at least in Canada, you better get yourself a webcam and a microphone because you are also a podcaster now. It's the easiest thing, and we all have time. That's why we started at one one show. We're up to like three just because what else am I doing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's expansion. It's what we got to do in these times. Are you surprised that some independent wrestlers don't do more podcasts and are kind of reclusive? Like some have just fallen off the face of the earth and you haven't heard anything from them. No, I, I get it. 
it's uh it's the same thing as myself like when this started it seemed like it would be a smaller amount of time so you could almost just kind of wait and then re re-debut but then that's almost you know that idea has come and gone and now it's like no oh, this is just what we're doing for right now um i can understand not wanting to do a podcast it is a lot of work uh it is a lot of effort and it's a lot of time in your day something to think about so i can very much understand not uh having the effort and time to put into creating a podcast uh but i very much do see it as a new form of social media uh so i feel like it would almost be easier if there were shows but to create content when there's very little going on it's it's not an easy challenge so for you guys to have three shows i commend you yeah thanks uh you're also uh part with uh holden albright who has a, a few shows you're what monsters monsters mysteries murders and more i believe it's the yeah. m4 if i'm correct podcast uh it's one of his patreon exclusive ones where we just talk about conspiracy theories and went random wacky kind of nonsense uh but we like to get into it and you were also talking just a moment ago about uh, reinventing yourself and re-debuting and we've seen that with uh hacker scotty o'shea as doing the uh anti-hero sos any uh potential changes for yourself when things uh get back to normal. I mean, or, I think the reality of it is I'm a, I'm a different person on the other end of this pandemic. I think everybody is. Uh, so to try to go out there and do the same thing that I was doing prior to, I'm not I'm not the same person. I've grown uh, over the year and a half, two years that we've been doing this. But, uh, you know, beyond that, it's like, uh, I'm a little more bitter. I'm not exactly uh, as fun loving as I was at one time because the stakes have been raised. Things are more serious now. Uh, so not to say that I'm I'm just a very serious person now. I don't laugh anymore. Uh, that's uh, that's a bit too far. But just the reality is, you know, to go out there and, and do the same things I was doing before would feel half-hearted and feel phoning it in. And that's just not something I'm willing to do. So it's something we're going to have to see once those crowds open back up. Understandable. Stephen? Um, so I know you've wrestled very much exclusively in the Gordon golden horseshoe correct like in and around i've ventured into america i've also done a few tours uh throughout canada so i've hit just about every province except for pei and alberta no sorry british columbia yeah so pei british columbia are the uh, two i haven't hit yet what's your favorite non-ontario wrestling scene right now or when there was one uh, definitely my favorite place to wrestle was old wrestling. Uh, it's, it was in Detroit and, uh, there's just a, a fun sense to the crowd, to the, to the roster, to the whole environment of what they're doing in terms of things that I'm not a part of. I mean, what GCW is doing is incredible. They got uh, rabid fans in the time of a pandemic and before, and I'm sure they will after. So like, uh, that, that's really the place to be. Yeah. Alberta seems to have a, a little bit going on here and there. Yeah, They're popping up. I'm digging that. And I think uh, Maritimes has a few things. So Maritimes got a good time, amount. Only a matter of time, hopefully, uh, that things get to the point where Ontario can uh, pop up. But in that regards, uh, we talked to Holden Albright uh, leading into uh, Go Hard Pro, and he had some ideas of what the uh, Ontario scene would look like. What do you envision for the Ontario scene when the green light is put up? See what's so heartbreaking about it is that we were so close to it. There was a there was a golden age of wrestling almost dawning. It was incredible the amount of independent professional wrestling there was in the first place. But I mean, it really seemed like the balloon was just getting bigger and bigger. And for the pandemic to be the thing that stopped it is just uh, crushing, crushing in defeat. Uh, but moving forward, you know, once these shows back or open back up, 
the uh, the energy, the the creativity, the passion that's there, just bubbling under the surface, waiting to be pushed forward. Uh, and it's going to be a few of the younger guys, I think, taking over those leadership roles and seeing how they didn't appreciate being treated and being able to push this new vision of Ontario. Because to me, it's not like uh, the scene needs to change that much. It just needs to be seen by more people. Uh, so getting it more uh, within the conversation of hot beds for pro wrestling would be would be the goal for the whole scene. Yeah, because uh, we were talking with uh, Holden, and it was more of a um, collaboration over competition sort of mm -hmm. idea uh, that he had. So uh, while you, we do have so many different organizations, there were some that didn't want to work with each other. But trying to get back up, this would be a perfect opportunity. Do you see any of the uh, places going to the wayside? You mentioned about how big it uh, was getting in the mushrooming. Will it retract or do you think all those ones will be able to really come back and pick up where they uh, left off? I would assume it's going to be a slow trickle back. So the people that are willing to go out front are going to get a bit of a lead because they're willing to be the first shows running and the only shows running at the start. Uh, but once there's money in it, once the crowds are there and that energy starts picking up, then eventually everyone will come back. I'm assuming even more people will run shows because they'll see it as advantageous. Um, I guess it really depends on the kind of limitations that are put on people where if the costs are out of control to be able to run a show, then people just aren't going to do it. But if there's still money to be made there, people are going to be willing to do it. And there's certainly uh, a hunger to A, C wrestling and B, of the amount of performers in Ontario who want to perform. So uh, certainly on the table for them. Yeah, so, would, you uh, ever, would you ever consider promoting a show like your own? I mean, I've thought about it. It seems like a pretty intense headache. I love the idea of becoming an old disgruntled pro wrestler who never quite made it and then becoming a promoter that seems romantic in my head uh but yeah to run at least one show in Brantford, i think would be nice i have a few uh local connections to some local businesses so to be able to run it like on their property i think would be a really fun event uh but i don't know uh, if i never run a show it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't make me a failure as a pro wrestler as in my eyes uh but maybe i should just for the experience to know what it's like on the other side of that aisle yeah, so you learned out of uh, Crossbody Pro, uh, Crossbody Wrestling Academy? Well, I originally started as an amateur wrestler in U of T, uh, but I eventually went over to Battle Arts. I was there for about three years, did a couple of uh, tours throughout Canada, and then wound up in Crossbody afterwards. Okay, so yeah, you ended up with uh, Battle Arts as well. I wasn't aware of that one because uh, I was going to ask about the different uh, wrestling schools here in Ontario. You have Battle Arts, uh, Crossbody, uh Hard Knocks is opening up in uh, Listowel area. What are your thoughts on uh, the different schools that are available here in Ontario? I, I mean, same thing as the amount of promotions we had. I love the fact that there's just that many wrestling schools, people able to make money and being able to train. Uh, I just, I don't know. I love the energy around it. I've trained it pretty well. Every school in Ontario, uh, CWF, HPW, Superkick. These are a couple of names. Um, and yeah, I don't know. For the most part, I've been very happy with my training in all of them. You know, it just kind of depends on what it is that you're looking for. Uh, if you want a bigger class, you want a smaller class, you want more intense, uh, you know, practicing, or if you want a more free flowing kind of open melded idea. Uh, so you have to pick and figure out which school works best for you. But everybody who's running a school right now in Ontario has a lot to teach. So being able to pick up a little bit from everybody is always a good idea. Yeah. And being able to rotate between uh, the different ones that are around here, uh, you can get a different flavor and find out what uh, I guess fits your style and you're not stuck in one sort of uh, 
vision somewhat like how they are down in uh, Florida with the performance center. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's their vision. Is there any uh, promotions that are running down in the States right now that are you're watching? I mean, definitely GCW is the, the top of the list. It's it's the one right now. It's popping off. You know, it feels like uh, what CZW was maybe 15 years ago, what ECW was, you know, 25 years ago, whatever. Um, yeah, it feels like the hot pulsating place uh, for intense pro wrestling right now on the independent level. Uh, I'm not seeing much from PWG. I'm not seeing much from uh, Beyond, I want to say. Limitless has been going pretty nuts. They've been doing some pretty cool stuff. But again, ultimately, the coolest thing on the independent scene for the past little bit has been Ricky Shane Page, Nick Gage, and uh, and GCW. So you you uh, you can't you can't ignore the fact that that's been the talk, you know? Yeah, so uh, what else do you have uh, going on uh, since beyond the podcast? Uh, anything coming up? Oh, you know, uh, not too, too much. I do have a, a fist fight coming up that I'm going to be putting onto the Black Ball Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm going to be live streaming that. Uh, and I'm going to be essentially physically dominating uh, Rex Atkins live on YouTube. I, I just need to be making it very clear when I talk about this thing. It is not a wrestling match. I have full access to rings all across Ontario. We've talked about it. Any of those schools would love to uh, to have this there. I am not hiring a referee. I am not renting a, a wrestling ring because this is not a match. Uh, I am just going to beat up Rex Atkins, and I'm going to do it on his front lawn. And ultimately, I don't think Rex will even really fight back when I go to beat him up. Because he knows he's done wrong, and I think uh, I think he feels bad about the way he's behaved. So he's going to let me kick the crap out of him. Oh, it sounds interesting. And you said this is going to be on YouTube. Yeah, this is going to be live on the Blackballed Podcast YouTube channel Sunday, May sixteenth at four thirty in the afternoon. I had to schedule it around when Rex's kids would be there or when he's going to be at work. Uh, so I want to make sure that he's home. He's had plenty of time to get a glass of water and he's ready for this because uh, I don't want to sneak attack him. I'm not trying to bully him. I'm just going to beat the holy hell out of him. And you're actually podcast partners together with the Blackball. Well, we okay. used to be uh, originally Rex was down on his luck at the start of the pandemic. So we tried to have him on the Blackballed podcast and he made us remove episodes that he recorded because he was so ashamed of the things that he said. Uh, so then he went like six months deleting his Facebook, not talking to anyone. Eventually he came back. We convinced him to be a third host on the show. Our ratings went up for one episode then they plummeted uh because rex was bringing down negative energy uh eventually he started texting me and Hardbody behind each other's back trying to turn us against each other he started siphoning off guests and saving them for himself so that he could start his own podcast and again i have no problem if this young man wants to start a podcast everyone's doing it during the pandemic but he's trying to steal from me and Hardbody, trying to take food off my son's plate uh, and i'm just not going to tolerate that anymore so again i think he recognizes he's messed up and I don't think this is going to be a fist fight in the, the formal sense of the word. I think it's just going to be me laying a thick beat down on Rex on his front porch, maybe a little bit of blood, probably going to break an elbow, but I want him to be able to go to work tomorrow uh, or the day after, sorry. So I'm not going to give him any black guys. I'm not going to chip any teeth, hopefully, but you never know in the, the heat of passion. And some hey, so you're going to beat him up right on his front lawn? Yeah, I mean, if he won't open the door for me, I'm going to break and enter, and I'm going to pull him out of his house, and I'm going to throw him on his front lawn. But if he does answer it, you know, maybe I'll just rock him, and we never get him off the front porch. You know, who's to say? Well, once fists start flying, that blood starts flowing, I could get overly excited. It's been known to happen. 
But the plan is just to put a good, solid beat down on them. Well, we can make sure that we're sharing this uh, event uh, on our uh, Facebook page and uh, hype it up for uh, just like we are right now. I appreciate that. Hopefully Rex Atkins maybe does some training. You maybe do some training. And uh, I've been training my butt off. I've been working real hard. I, you know, I don't think it matters if Rex has been training. I think he should put Vaseline on his face so that the punches slide off and don't split his face open. Uh, I think he should learn to know what it feels like to be hit by a two by four. Maybe wear some Kevlar for when I come over. Uh, Maybe work on his acting skills. So I believe he's in more pain than he actually is. But beyond that, I don't think there's anything he can do because this isn't, you know, this isn't to two gentlemen competing against each other to figure out who's a better professional fighter this is two men one who's been wronged and the other who needs to have a lesson taught to them physically well that sounds reasonable thank you i look forward to uh this interaction for sure yeah it should be very exciting i'm pumped up for it ultimately i think after this me and rex can get back to being good friends Hopefully he'll have me over for dinner so- shortly after that when he regains feeling. Maybe that. Do you think same he's? Night. Do you think he's told his neighbors uh, May sixteenth? Don't worry if I'm getting my butt kicked on my front lawn. Don't please don't call the police. I think it's a pretty good idea. I think he he would be smart if he did. Otherwise, the fine from uh, you know the cops getting called for an unnecessary phone call will be placed at his doorstep. So I would recommend that he he makes those uh, phone calls and those notices to his neighbors. Uh, again, there is the likelihood that I show up and there's just cops already waiting on the street for me, and he he wants me arrested for showing up. But just like I'm describing to you, gentlemen, once you hear the story, you recognize there's really nothing else I could do. Uh, so I'm just going to explain the same story to the cops and. Uh, you know, maybe they'll we'll, set up some lawn chairs and uh, be ready to be security. If we're going to have some gentlemen police officers or some females, my apologies, but just some respectable officers uh, who are actually going to uphold the law, then that's exactly what they should do because this is two gentlemen with a dispute. This is not, uh, you know, like rival gangs causing a problem. This is exactly what you want in your city men handling it the way grown ups should. Back in the old days. Exactly. Put up your dukes. Time to fight. And in front I of hope Rex is ready for it. Yeah, so uh, we will look forward to that. Um, yeah, so we're just going to venture into uh, some of the news and all that. Uh, did you want to stay around for uh, that and provide some opinion? or I got another 10 minutes if you guys want to hang out, and then I'll hop oh, out of here. Sure. Perfect. We're, we're down with that. Uh, so did you end up catching any of uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, last Yeah, I saw years? all of Rebellion. I loved it. Yeah, uh, so Rosemary and Havoc were in the uh, uh, pre-show beating uh, Kimberly and Susan, but then Canada's own Josh Alexander. Yes. uh, I think a lot of us picked him in our uh, predictions league for uh, him to win uh, the X Division uh, championship. So I did not. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I didn't think that the company would go with him, and I hate that I'm such a – a snarky fan as, Ooh, who's the company going to go with? But I, I just didn't think they were going to pick Josh. Um, but it, it really seems like they've built him over the past year or two years. You know, he's uh, he was the tag guy and he dominated as a tag wrestler. Now he's in the X division and he's redefining what it means to be an X division wrestler. It's uh it's fantastic. I'm so excited to see this. I yeah, actually didn't pick him because I actually think he's better than the X division. Ooh, I, I actually, like that. I actually think he should be going after the, world championship i actually think having been the x division is actually a waste of his talent 
See, I totally agree, but I feel like he goes on a year-long run as the X Division champion, redefines what that division means because it's not the same flips that it was a decade ago because that's in the main event now. So now he redefines what it means to be an X Division champion, and then he graduates and goes to the world title, changing wrestling with him. I think he's got a really powerful position behind him. I, I would, If it was any company but Impact, I might actually think that that I have actually... faith in Scott Demore. I have faith in Scott Demore. Uh, you're one person. Turn, they have been able to turn the ship around a bit compared to uh, what it was. I think their biggest issue with Impact Wrestling is the stench that it has attached to it due to all the mismanagement and, of course, those three famous letters, TNA, where it's considered a joke. If it was a different company that rose up from an ashes and were able to restart, maybe not so bad, and people wouldn't be down on them like they are, but... Yeah, Josh's got a, quite the story coming from Destiny and getting his uh, contract right there in the middle of the ring from Scott Demore and then uh, with Ethan Page and now the uh, X Division champion. So hopefully your prediction, uh, Ricky, ends up uh, coming uh, to fruition. Violent by Design, another Canadian there, uh, Diener, uh, ended up beating uh, Storm Saban, Edwards, and uh, Willie Mack, and they introduced... Uh, Big Cass, uh, what was it? Uh, w. William Morrison. W. Morrison. Yeah, Morrison. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I love seeing uh, Big Cass. I didn't expect him, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The the match didn't blow me away. I had a lot of fun with it. It didn't blow me away, but yeah, I thought Cass being there was cool. Yeah, there had been rumors that uh, that was uh, he was going to show up, uh, but didn't know exactly where. But uh, that was definitely a good spot when Eric Young is injured uh and they didn't uh, say anything about it because of all the pre-tapes beforehand and he actually did uh wrestle that one last match on the final impact with with the injury yeah yeah crazy. eric young's a warrior uh brian myers and matt cardona best friends uh went at each other myers ended up winning whether cardona was actually injured or not who knows uh because they still played it after the x went up so I, I kind of not a fan of when they use that as part of the match. Your thoughts on uh, when they do that? I mean, it's the same thing as when uh, Shawn Michaels got a concussion from Owen Hart in Zaguri on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to play with people's expectations of what they think is going to be real. To me, the bigger question is, whose gear did you like more? Did you like the gray edge shout out from Brian Myers or did you like the spiky paint splatters from Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona? Sorry. Yeah, I kind of like the uh, shout out that uh, Myers had. I thought he was going to win. So I think uh, they're doing something with him with impact that WD did not do. And so he's not being a jobber and being able to show his talents. And so being able to do that shout out to edge as well with the gear really good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both those guys. So I was happy that they were uh, they were a able to have a wrestling match against each other on a pay per view. Like that's super cool. But I would say the same thing. I thought Brian Myers Edge shout out gear looked a lot better than the the spiky cape that Matt Cardona was wearing. As much as I love capes in wrestling and I love spiky gaudy sort of stuff like that, unsurprisingly, I like over the top things. Uh, but I didn't quite You're understand the cape. I would just like to point it out. I didn't even realize it. I'm wearing a, a major wrestling figure podcast t-shirt as we're talking about this. I didn't know that conversation was going to come up, but yeah, I'm a big fan of those guys. Yeah, they're pretty good guys and uh, well-deserving uh, after all the years that they've put in the business. 
Um, Jordan Grace and uh, Rachel Ellering. Uh, in my case, I was surprised that they took the tag team titles uh, from Fire and Flavor. I thought they'd keep the titles on Fire and Flavor, hoping that when July came, maybe somebody like Peyton Royce or whatever their new names are going to be, Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay would come in and be able to take them from Fire and Flavor being built up tag teams, but now in mix, uh, makeshift tag team in that regards are the new knockouts championships. Trey Miguel, he's uh, beating Sammy Callahan in last man standing. He's had a attitude change uh, after the Rascals left and our MSK at NXT and he stayed with Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's been that was a that was a crazy match. Those guys really beat each other up. It was pretty brutal. I did love the spot of uh, hiding them underneath the stairs, though, and then Sammy sitting on top of it. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, the execution could have been a little bit tighter, but like, hey, who the hell am I to say that? But I thought the idea of it was really, really funny. Yeah, and I think they're building up uh, Trey really well. Uh, yeah, being an individual uh, away from the whole tag team thing and making him more serious than the uh, Rascals were beforehand. Finn yeah, Juice surprised sure. me by uh, retaining the tag team titles over the Good Brothers. I thought they'd end up having those titles back there and the whole celebration with Kenny. But Yeah, I completely agree with that. I did, however, love the big ridiculous earring that uh, Gallows was wearing that night. I don't know if he wore it in the match or if he only wore it later on, but uh, yeah, I did love that touch. Yeah, that uh, definitely stood out uh, for sure. Deanna Perrazzo uh, retained the knockouts title against Tennille Dashwood. I thought it was time for a title change, but maybe they're going to set up, like I said, in July for a uh, departed WD person to take it off uh, Deanna instead of the tag team title idea that I had. I hope they keep it on Deanna for another year. She is a phenomenal talent. I could not believe the athleticism uh, of Deanna Perrazzo during that match. And that's Cannot for- speak the praises highly enough. She came from the WD uh, system and yeah. really was lost, but then has made a name for herself uh, coming over to Impact. Isn't that crazy? Like, she was nobody in NXT and she was so talented. And then she went to Impact and now it's like, oh, she's a star. And, and so unfortunately, though, nobody's seeing her at the same yeah. time because of the ratings. Uh, and then, of course, the main event was uh, Kenny Omega uh, defeating Rich Swan. Uh, they both you've used both referees, including uh, Audrey Edwards, and uh, she called it down the middle. But Kenny now is four belts, uh, with one of them falling apart. The TNA uh, belt was as they were putting on them, kind of looked a little bargain basement, unfortunately. Um, not surprised that that happened, but you see somebody else giving up a title to Kenny to let him continue. Uh, doing his belt collectorship. I could see uh, Ring of Honor throwing their hat in that ring. I could see oh, uh, New Japan. I, I, uh, that will piss me off. <laughs> Why? You don't want Ring of Honor involved? I love Ring of Honor. I hate Kenny Omega. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't like I can't speak to the business. If it's doing well for Impact to have Kenny Omega there, then like by all means, go for it. Um, but yeah, if it works for them, then it should work for other companies. So why not throw the IWGP title on there? Why not throw the Ring of Honor title on there? Uh, it's just like, how do all these promotions get their heat back? You know what I mean? Does he does he have to lose in every one of them in a specific pay-per-view match? Who knows? Uh, but it's uh, it's at least exciting. And I yeah, I would have been stunned if Rich Swan won. No offense to Rich Swan. 
I would have been absolutely stunned. I don't see Rich Swan as a star. I don't see him as a world heavyweight champion. As a fan, if I want to pay money, that's not the guy I would think of as a world heavyweight champion. Fair enough. Like I don't know. He's an incredible, incredible athlete. I find him pretty entertaining and engaging. It's just, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. To, to say he's on Kenny Omega's level, like, you know, Kenny's got stuff in uh, – ah, you know what? I was going to say Kenny's got stuff in Hot Topic, but Rich Swan had an action figure in Walmart. So what, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, get uh, fully uh, Rich being on the same level as uh, Kenny. And they, you could tell a couple spots got definitely missed, and they were trying to figure things out on the top rope. And, yeah, it, it, I don't know if it's the different environment with nobody there or, mm. you know, the different level between the two of the experience but yeah so we'll have to see what happens with uh that with kenny of course uh right now aw is on but it was recorded last thursday so if they're going to do anything which they never even mentioned uh kenny going for the title really uh during aw broadcast uh but they'll have to put an insert uh promo or something because next week they'll be live with uh blood and guts which is their version of uh, War Games, and it's the pinnacle against uh, uh, the Inner Circle. Inner Circle now faces uh, in this uh, regards, as opposed to last year when they were going to do it, and they were the heels, but apparently that's the only match that's going to happen next week. How do you fill two hours with that? I remember for an episode of Raw, they did a Battle Royal and an Iron Man match. So that was two hours, and they did just the two matches. So I'm sure between 10 guys inside of a cage, they can make that two hours, uh, and I'll be pretty happy with it. I'm super excited for Blood and Guts. I do just have to run, though, guys. So I want to thank you very much for having me on here. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, enjoy awesome. the rest, and uh, I'll be talking to you guys soon, okay? Thank you, and I'll put up how people can oh, get in touch with I you. I love that. I love um, that so much. May 16th, Sunday, 4.30 p.m., Black Bald Podcast YouTube channel. I will be beating up Rex Atkins live in front of his children, potentially. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Don't forget Ricky's uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, store, and we'll be right back. I'm just going to... Uh, Get a drink into our commercial, and Stephen and I will go through the news. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. Relive title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.
Okay, and we are back. Uh, so that's how we you know, can see all our shows. That's the brief highlight of everything that's going on in Johnner's Podcast Network. Over 30 shows uh, for there. So you can find a lot of content. We've got a lot of time on our hands. If you're out in the park walking, uh, you can always plug in some headphones and uh, get some uh, great entertainment from all of us, whether it's Ontario Andy or Johnner's. Uh, so, Stephen. As I was saying uh, before Ricky left, we're uh, next Wednesday is blood and guts. Your thoughts on it? I really hope that they do the war games proud. I mean, war games prop usually take about an hour. It, it, it's a solid hour, a normal. WCW NWA war games. I think they're going to so, do some promos before and after just as filler. Which is not not the way to do it, but I mean it's going to be tough for them not to just do one match because they're going to have the two cages like the two rings with the cage. I'm assuming they're doing two rings cages um, so I, wonder looking reason, at, I wonder if the reason why they're only going to try to do one match is because of uh, the fact that it's going to be uh, the cage surrounding the ring, and with it being the amphitheater, they can't lift it in and out like at a WWE show. Probably, and I wonder, is it going to surround the ring, or is it on, like, war games? Well... Either way, like if it's uh, sitting on the apron, and I think it's going to have a roof on it, they're going to yeah, so, do war games. Yeah, so to get a cage in and out without having a roof is not going would not be something that the, you could do. I would I would have hoped that they might have taped a match or two. You know, they could be taping it the day before, a couple days before, drop it in, just like. But, I mean, an hour, that makes sense. So even if you started by, what, 8.45, go to 9.45, give yourself a 15-minute, like, layover. I mean, even – because you want to make sure you get the the match on the air. You want it to not end, so you gotta give yourself a little bit of leeway. So, and then ring entrances and stuff like that for each group. They could yeah, maybe so, stretch it, but yeah, I th- I think it might be a hard episode to sit and watch, especially with commercials and all that, uh, as opposed to it being on a pay per view where you're just able to focus on uh, something like that. Who do you see coming out on top, though? Inner Circle or uh, Pinnacle? Here's the problem. Whatever group loses, it is not... That almost is the end of that group to me. So how do you have the Pinnacle who you just put together, what, six weeks ago, four weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. How do you have them lose? But how do you have the Babyface Inner Circle lose? Yeah, they're putting themselves in a... Really bad, awkward uh, position for that in that uh, regards. 
So I would guess the Pinnacle go is going to win because you've just put them together. But or how often do a heel uh, team ever win a war games? I think it happened once last year with uh, uh, Undisputed Era winning. In, uh, yeah, because it, 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 it doesn't happen. But, I mean, that's the only thing that at this point would make sense. Because if you have Jericho's team, the Inner Circle win, you're just killing off the the new heel group. So I don't yeah. you know. I, I, I don't understand how or how how they're going to do it without making either group look dub. Thinking themselves into a corner. Um, the other part with uh, AEW is the fact that uh, with Kenny now holding uh, all the titles, uh, he's going to have to be doing both AEW and Impact, and it looks like he's going to be um, on the May 15th uh, show for Impact uh, with it's called Under Siege. Uh, his first title defense, and that's going to be on uh, the Impact Plus app. It's a one of their specials, so he's going to defend there. And then, was it May thirtieth? I believe it is. Is um, double or nothing? Yeah, but let Impact is has taped all their shows until Slammiverse. Is it Slammiversary in July? anniversary is in July, so they're going to be uh, stockpiling a lot of their uh, shows. Everything's already taped, so it's not like he's traveling. Impact tapes like eight or nine weeks in a row. Like they've got like every show taped from now until anniversary. So, I mean, it's not a lot of traveling. I'm, and I'll put money that they pre-tape their Impact Plus shows so oh yeah so really the next time he has to be at an impact show is slammiversary and chad is saying greatest champion of all kenny whoop whoop uh well that's uh debatable there chad but your opinion still matters no it doesn't not when it's wrong uh, moving away from AEW, Dark Side of the Ring uh, is going to be premiering on May 6th with a uh, two-hour, I believe it's a two-hour episode of uh, Brian Pillman, and it's come to light what the other uh, match or the other topics are going to be uh, throughout the uh, season, and includes Collision in Korea, Nick Gage, The Ultimate Warrior. Grizzly uh, Smith and Jake Roberts' family and the wackiness that goes along with that. Uh, Dynamite Kid, the steroid trials. I thought they should do that, and thankfully they are. Uh, FMW, Luna Vachon. I don't know really what's controversial with Luna, so it'll be uh, interesting to see what they have a reason for that one. The Plane Ride from Hell, XPW, and Chris Canyon. Thoughts on those so topics? So, Jim Cornette on the drive-through, I'm listening to it right now. Um, it's six episodes. Then there's a break, and then there's the last six episodes. Um, the creators of Dark Side of the Ring is actually on the um, the experience this week of Jim Cornette. So, 
to talk about season three. I'm interested in a lot of them. I'm not interested in Nick Gage. I'm not interested really in FMW. I'm not really interested in... XPW. I mean, XPW actually kind of because... I just want to know why it fucked up. Um, yeah, how it fucked up so quick. But the Collision Korea could be interesting. I know Jim Cornette's on a whole bunch of these episodes. Um, but yeah, he's a historian to know a lot of them. Uh, stuff so and- I, I'm interested to see what, how they do some because. Like, obviously, Luna Vachon, well, what's so controversial, like you said about her, so. Yeah, so that will be uh, happening on Vice uh, TV in uh, the States and Crave here in Canada. Uh, so we might be on time. I'm not sure what the no, it's uh, always time is for Canada. So I watch it. It's always the, ne- the next day. Uh comes out. The sixth, it's Wednesdays in the States. We get it Thursdays. Okay, so we're not going to be too far behind. It's only like 24 hours, not a week not even so behind. So that's good. Uh, so, yeah, in Canada, you can catch it on uh, Crave, and probably uh, somebody's going to load it up on YouTube if you don't have any of those uh, channels. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, some of those ones and what they uh, dig up. Uh, I can almost see the Ultimate Warrior one going back to uh, the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior type of DVD uh, presentation as opposed to their sugarcoating one that they did when they uh, made up with him. I expect there to be some of both because I can't see the Warriors family signing off on it without there being some understanding that it wouldn't be a complete uh, running down of the warrior. So Charlotte Flair and Andrade uh, blasted back at Dave Meltzer about uh, comments that he made about Charlotte getting a complete makeover and her absence uh, was supposed to be due to uh, having dental work uh, completed. But as seen on Raw, she came back uh, without missing any TV time. Thoughts on uh, the possible uh, change in look that Charlotte seems to have that Dave Meltzer picked up on and Charlotte telling Dave Meltzer basically to fuck himself. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, I I said in a uh, thing, I believe it was with uh, Sunday Night's main event, about him being a just a glorified fan that uh, has conned people for years to get money out of them, uh, that and people wondered, well, why does uh, uh, Sunday Night's Main Event go to him every week? Well, he, they need some sort of content, but you know, you take your stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, WD is planning on uh, sometime going back to Saudi Arabia. Uh, they're Going back to that dome, uh, potentially, is what uh, the report has. Uh, do you like the idea of everybody flying out to Saudi Arabia and trying to get back? And hopefully they uh, stockpile some uh, TV because they're going to have to be quarantined, if not. I don't see them going anytime soon. I don't think 
they go until things are a lot more open. I don't mm -hmm. see that happening. I don't see them going until October at the earliest. You think WD should be bringing fans right now, uh, US side? After I was just reading, they're actually planning on starting test events uh, in the next month or two. Probably in those areas where the capacity can be a little bit higher or exist as opposed to here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so fans are still giving uh, Raw commentator uh, Adnan Verk uh, some trouble over some of the things he's saving, saying, including the fact that we need to get a bigger boat as uh, Braun Strowman starts rubbing up his diesel train engine to plow people down. And I don't understand the correlation between a boat and him being a train. But uh, Adnan Verk good uh, yet or just there room to improve bad. for for sure it's just bad i really hope that he gets better but i don't really get how maybe it's mike adamly all over again yeah and how do you not you have your company that has all this money, how do you not go to Moro Ronaldo and just say, what will it cost? You to come in to do every Monday night, you can do your boxing, your MMA, anything else, but, but we need you to do Mondays and X number of pay-per-views. The big four and Especially one or two considering other. they're not touring right now. I can exactly. understand. Exactly. I could understand when they were touring and being uh, really anxiety for them and whatever else was going on. But when they're in the same place all the time, that would be a good idea. I mentioned about Big Cass debuting on Impact uh, under a new name of W. Morrissey. God only knows what that's all about, the name or what W stands for. Uh, he replaced the injured uh, Eric Young on the uh, eight-man tag. Uh, he's in great shape and seems to be in a good headspace as well. Uh, to return. Uh, is Enzo far behind? I hope so, because Enzo's a piece of shit, but... But they've been doing stuff lately together and still friends, even though they were bad-mouthing each other beforehand. Oh, well. Look for I don't more... see. Look for more Indy Hartwell and uh, Dexter Loomis uh, interactions as WD's uh, trademarking index uh as a uh, catchphrase lately uh recently so uh the star-crossed lovers of indy hartwell and uh dexter loomis with the little bit of comedy that's going on with the uh the way jenny gargano and all them uh seems to be continuing nxt could be returning to wednesday nights potentially or there could be a change with AEW going to a different night uh, and there's talk that it would only be either Monday or Friday, and AEW would not want uh, Mondays because of NFL football, so it would be Fridays if AEW moves. But all these moves are due to the fact that NBC, who were rumored to be going for the hockey deal for NHL, and that's why NXT had to move from Wednesday. Well, no. Wednesday. So they, this is their last year of having the hockey uh so it's starting next year, Turner got it, 
and yeah. NBC doesn't. So I can see NXT actually moving back to okay. Wednesdays. And AEW could have to move because with Turner Sports getting the uh, NHL deal, where do you throw that? Uh, do they keep uh, Wednesday nights for hockey? Because it was a, it's a big night for uh, NHL to be on Wednesday nights. And you can't really do Tuesday nights for uh, the NBA. So where does AEW go with this NXT deal? I mean, the NHL deal. It will be interesting to see where in Turner do they actually put the NHL. Because if it ends up on TNT, then, yeah, AEW is moving. But it could end up on TBS. So I would guess at some point soon we'll know which Turner. What excuse will AEW come up with uh, for having to move nights if that is the uh, case? Because they uh, had put up the uh, fireworks saying that they got rid of NXT off of Wednesdays, even though it was a different corporate deal with USA Network altogether. But children will be children. After winning uh, the main event on Monday's Raw, Braun Strowman now finds himself in the triple threat at uh, WrestleMania Backlash uh, for the title with Lashley and Drew. Do we care? Nope. Exactly. AJ Styles and Omos have been missing in action uh, ever since they won the uh, tag team titles. Um, I wrote this before I found out that they were on uh, the bump earlier today. I'm not sure what they have uh, to say on the bump. I'll have to check that out when we're done. But it doesn't look like WD's had anything for them to do, even though they got the titles uh, given to them at WrestleMania. I just assumed actually one of them was hurt. Same here. But, yeah, reports are saying neither were hurt, neither of them had COVID. So who knows? Uh, Bray Wyatt has also been missing in action and hasn't helped really Alexa Bliss's uh, character build and with them uh, separated I don't understand Alexa being away from Bray Wyatt yeah neither do I doing with Bray? Uh, there's a really good uh, 24 uh, special on the network right now featuring The Miz uh, it covers his career from uh, being on MTV being on Tough Enough, uh, coming in second place, hosting the Diva Search for getting phone numbers uh, and apologizing to Vince, but Vince uh, let him keep his job. He met his wife, Maurice, during that, winning the title, main eventing WrestleMania, and all the way up until today. So I've heard good things about that. Look at that one. And also A&E has been doing really good with the uh, biographies. Uh, I guess the Piper one is uh, somewhat more in-depth personally uh, than the Steve Austin one was. So uh, if you don't have A&E, they do have it on their website uh, to be able to bring up. And, of course, there's also the uh, greatest artifact uh, treasure hunt uh, that Stephanie and Triple H seem to be on trying to find relics from WD's past, including stuff from Mick Foley and recently... Glenn Jacobs. So they have a good relationship with A and E right now. Uh, Brad Hart is still taking uh, digs at Triple H, 
uh, says Triple H is overrated, and he only got to where he is because of the family connection. Would you agree with Brett, or do you think Brett's just blowing smoke like Brett normally does and sour grapes? I think Brett thinks it in his own mind, but I don't think it's true. I think he would be doing a lot of what he's doing now. Um, yeah, I think he conquered a lot after, uh, regardless of the uh, relationship because he went from being built up, did the curtain call, paid his dues, and climbed back up, and then had his relationship with Stephanie after he had already established himself with uh, the build with China by his side and doing DX. Uh, everything else was just a bonus, and I think he's proven himself also. I've got to go. Okay. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Thank you, Steve. Bye. Bye. So, just us. I uh, got uh, just a couple more notes anyways uh, before we uh, get out of here. And last night, NXT's Cameron Grimes was looking to buy a watch and finally crossed paths with Ted DiBiase. He seems to be his arch nemesis since uh, falling into cash. And uh, we'll see if any more things happen with Cameron Grimes and uh, Ted DiBiase in the future. Uh, could be some good yeah, comedy gold there. Is there uh okay, NXT also announced the diamond mine coming? Uh, this could be a couple of uh, different things. People are wondering if it's DDP because of the uh, shades of blue that are in the uh, logos and all that. If he's going to be uh, forming some sort of faction and leading people, which would have him away from AEW even though he's a uh, close friend of the family of uh, the Nightmare family and Cody Rhodes. Or it could be Tessa Blanchard coming. Feel free to uh, let us know in the comments uh, what your thoughts on the Diamond Mine are, if uh, you think that's going to be uh, DDP or Tessa Blanchard or something else. Uh, you can always respond later on. Harvey Whippleman is running for a board of aldermen in Wellesley, uh, Mississippi, uh, that's where he was living when uh, he ended up helping out The Rock at the age of 15. And he's also been recently on a uh, episode of Young Rock, or at least recorded it. I'm not sure if I've seen him on it. I watch it every week and don't recall seeing Harvey Whippleman, downtown Bruno, uh, there. Uh, Mickey James' trash bag uh, issues extend to other talents as well. Uh, more female talents uh, popped up and said the same thing happened to them. Stephanie and Triple H responded that they were very embarrassed over what happened, uh, and the former head of talent relations, Mark Corona, had been fired along with uh, shakeups in the office of his involving talent relations. I also just saw a little while ago that Jordan, uh, I want to say Jordan James, but uh, Kurt Angle's uh, TV son, uh, he is going to be uh, moving into John Laranias's, uh position as far as uh, head producer uh, for Raw and SmackDown as Laronitis uh, moves into uh, Corona's uh, job with uh, talent relations. Um, so there's a little bit of shakeups, 
We'll see if that helps improve anything that we're seeing as Raw seems to be uh, the show that you least want to see of any of the uh, WWE product. Uh, SmackDown this week has Roman Reigns against uh, Dana Bryan, where Dana Bryan ends up losing. He has to leave SmackDown. Now, where he goes from there, uh, his contract is coming up. I see him going part-time, but hey, maybe he goes down to uh, NXT like uh, Finn Balor did, and you can imagine some of the great matches that you could have there. Or he goes over Raw and hopefully makes it better. Um, the Young Bucks uh, made uh, fun of the uh, issues with the trash bags and even uh, bagged up uh, Brandon Cutler's gear in a plastic bag, making fun of it since he's injured and not wrestling right now. And uh, oh yes, uh, one final note, which is sad, is Mongo McMichael, um, four horsemen, uh, Super Bowl champion with the uh, Chicago Bears, has uh, been announced that uh, he's at least sixty years old and has ALS. Um, kept a low profile lately. Um, so it only just recently came out, and he's starting to lose uh, the use of his limbs right now. Uh, his wife is by his side and helping him uh, with uh, all his uh, personal care needs that he needs uh, to have done. They had set up a GoFundMe, and it uh, quickly exceeded the amount they uh, were looking for, and they changed the uh, number to $176,000 because seventy six is a uh, his number from football so um, go check out uh, GoFundMe involving uh, Mongo Michaels if you want to help him uh, I'm pretty sure I have not checked it out lately um, that they probably have even exceeded that amount that they were looking for uh, wrestling community does uh, step out and help uh, those in need and their friends so yeah all the best to Mongo. Unfortunately, ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, is a muscular dystrophy uh, disease that uh, happens and uh, slowly takes away your life and your limbs. You end up in wheelchairs. Uh, eventually, everybody's doing uh, feeding for you. You lose your voice as one of the last uh, things before everything eventually shuts down. Um, I watched Jerry Lewis Telethon uh, religiously as a child growing up and saw uh, different people throughout the years with uh, the effects of ALS. So uh, all the best to Mongo. Uh, I'm going to guess that maybe some people are going to be shutting down that uh, Twitter account that was making fun of Mongo uh, and his uh, work in WCW um, due to this or... Yeah, one would hope so, but yeah, all the best, Mongo, uh, as he does this. Uh, Chad says, got early birthday present and first vaccine shot. Yes, I uh, saw that on our Facebook uh, just earlier with uh, your shot of that, so congratulations. Hopefully other people are able to do that, stay safe, and are uh, being out there doing what they need to do to get us through this. I'll be back in just another quick moment to talk about the stuff on the indie scene. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, 
Stephen and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Okay, yeah, so we're back. I uh, just want to uh, plug a few things uh, before we get out of here. Uh, part of the Ontario Indie Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. And so as part of that straight up, and Street Talk uh, Wrestling with uh, George Mackay will have Alexia Nicole uh, drop by for her third appearance on his show. Uh, she is currently in a competition to get on the cover of Maxim Magazine, and uh, she just recently had her 25th birthday, so it would be a great present for uh, her if we uh, go and vote for her daily to get on there. Last I checked, she was in first place, and uh, want to keep her there, so uh, make sure... She uh, remains there and makes it onto the cover of Maxim Magazine. Uh, so you can check around for that. Barry Wrestling is going uh, to hold the Ontario Cup featuring 30 of the top uh, stars across the province. Stay tuned for more details as they become available. Uh, as we saw with, uh, talked with uh, Pretty Ricky, there are still restrictions here in Ontario for being able to gather and do anything let alone empty uh, arena shows because uh, there's really tight restrictions on how many people you can have. And even to try and do something like uh, Go Hard Pro did at uh, Christmas time, probably it's more people that uh, need to be uh, in the vicinity than we're allowing right now in Ontario. So uh, we'll see what goes on there. Matthew Terry, uh, you've uh, seen him a few times on our uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, and uh, he's organizing a podcast day uh, in support of ALS in October. Uh, we are going to be a part of this and uh, share details as they develop. Uh, there's going to be a meeting uh, with uh, different podcasters, including uh, Pre-Ricky, uh, Holden Albright, uh, Scotty O'Shea, and others that are part of our uh, network that uh, are going to figure out uh, what we want to do, how long it's going to go, and that's coming up uh, May 19th. Uh, so we'll uh, hammer out some details, and probably after that I can uh, talk a little bit more about what's going on, but uh, be on the lookout for a uh, sort of podcast day happening in October. Uh, there's also a cross-branding uh, podcast between Gilmy Talks and uh, Street Talk Wrestling. They uh, sit down and talk about movies, Quentin Tarantino, as a director, and much more. So check that out uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, probably going to be on the Gilmy uh, network, so uh, check him out with that. Now, for our own stuff, we have Pro Wrestling Tees at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com 
backslash uh, Scumbags Wrestling. You see four designs here. Three of them have our different logos, uh, including the podcast and the original one and a Raw's War tribute. And right now for the month of April and uh, May, when you buy a t-shirt uh, from us through our uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store, the money is going to go to Jordito's uh, recovery. He's a seven-year-old little guy uh, from here in London that is uh, recovering from uh, cancer uh, treatments and needs different equipment to help him uh, recover. And we're going to just be a part of that by selling off these shirts and uh, giving money towards uh, that fund. Then, of course, uh, the second shirt on the left-hand side is our Ontario Indie Comic cover, and that uh, highlights a lot of the independent stars here in Ontario, uh, designed by Nigel Lewis, and you can get those shirts for $22. They're a couple of dollars more than our regular shirts, and uh, all that money is going to go to Stevens Wrestling Journey, and you'll be able to uh, support his uh, research for caring well formation. Uh, Stephen has uh, his own podcast and uh, everything going on. I believe he just had uh, Kevin Owens for about a half hour. So uh, check out uh, Stephen's wrestling journey and support him on all he does. He's nine years old and uh, yeah, he can uh, mouth with the best of them. He's an awesome kid uh, in that regards. Great family. Gives back to his community at all times, including uh, toy drives. And Johnner's uh, podcasting is uh, involved with the uh, Russell Circus. More details over on Johnner's uh, podcasting network uh, page. But uh, if you go to Graps and buy some apparel at grapsapparel.com, use promo code Johnner's and you can get 15% off as a part of that. We have our own buy me a coffee, uh, support us on that. And if you'd like what we're doing, just throw us a tip and, uh, you find details on the bottom, uh, left-hand side of our website at scumbagswrestling.ca and give us a tip, let us know how that we're doing good and what, uh, content you like, what you don't like. We'll, uh, even have you a part of a show because we always have a seat available, uh, to be part of anything that we do. And one last thing is right here, CoolBets, our sponsor of the Scumbags Prediction League. So right there you see the Scumbags Prediction League is uh, a nice fun thing that we're doing every uh, pay-per-view, whether it's for NXT, WD, Impact Wrestling, AEW, and we are collecting points just by sending in your prediction of who you think is going to win the matches. And throughout the year, we're going to have two different divisions. Uh, one is going from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. The other one starts just after SummerSlam, so I believe that's going to be uh, all out uh, pay-per-view for AEW until about the Royal Rumble. And then the top point getters are all going to go into a finals for the month of February and March. 
those participants are going to fight for this title right here, designed by our friends over at Undisputed Belts. It has our logo, champion, it has the cool bets, and our podcasting logo all there. You collect points, and we have uh, different divisions. There's a fun side of things where you can win some of our T-shirts uh, from Pro Wrestling Tees on select uh, pay-per-views, and also you can be on the pro side, which is only $25. And on the pro side, you enter to win this championship uh, belt. I'm just going to throw up uh, that graphic again. And as you see, scoring is 10 points for a win, 5 points for a no contest, and 0 points for a loss. Details at scumbagswrestling.ca. And we thank everybody at CoolBets for supporting us and all our shows. I think that's all I have uh, to go with uh, this week. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the show. Uh, Steven, uh, for coming back after uh, some difficult times with family and work. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. And our special guest, Pretty Ricky. And our special move to Wednesday for this week. We will see you tomorrow at noon as Jonesy and I uh, do uh, this week in history. And we're going to uh, look at, I believe it's April 23rd to the 29th and the different activities that happen in the world of wrestling for that. And we will be back next week on uh, Wednesday at 6 for Fantasy Warfare Tournament, looking at some of the guys who didn't uh, win the big one in WWE uh, post-WCW uh, shutdown. So in the last 20 years, uh, we got 16 guys who did not win the title. They probably should have. And we'll see uh, who comes out on top of that one. And, of course, we'll be back to our regular time for the Scumbags podcast Thursday nights at 8 p.m. So until next time, have a great week.